When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Marnie, I just want to give you a little heads up uh, so that you don't hate Christian and I because we are not being sensitive towards what is going on in the world right now. The episode that you're about to listen to was recorded a few weeks ago. So, you know, curtain drawn back and you know our little tricks now, but um, we recorded these before anything was happening in the world. So just know that we're not being totally insensitive and totally blind to what's going on in the world. We know that it's an extremely pressing and surreal time right now, and we want each of you to be safe, but we also want you to be entertained and armed for when all of this is over, because dating is still happening. We just saw tons of articles that saying that people are going onto their apps, app usage is surging, and people are going on and trying to date even though they can't be close to each other. So this information that we're sharing with you, please try to tweak it a little bit so that you can use it for modern times. All right, I'll let you listen to the show now. If you guys have been listening to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism, maybe some jokes you are not a fan of, or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way, I've come a long way from that cynical gal, and I'm doing amazing things helping guys get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with. Like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills and those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see. And that's me, Kristen. And I'm at kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, kristenandchill.com. Charm more than just your socks off. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have cracked the friend zone wide open. This episode, we have expert Sebastian, who's been on this show before and walked you through how to seduce women and how to get over one-itis. But this week, we're tackling the friend zone, why you're in the friend zone, what you're doing to put yourself in the friend zone, behaviors you can alter that doesn't change who you are so you're not in the friend zone, how to get out of the friend zone if you're in the friend zone. Basically, it's a friend zone smorgasbord and you are absolutely going to love this episode. So keep listening. of the Ask Women podcast. I'm so glad you're here. You guys keep the show going. It's so awesome of you to spread the word and tell your friends about the show, especially your friends who need help with the ladies. It's your host, Kristen Carney, along with your other co-host, or your other host, I should say, Marnie Kinris. And <laughs> I guess you are another co-host. I think that technically works. I am another yeah. host. I'm the other half, the other co-host. Yeah, yeah that's how it works. The word other doesn't do it justice. We're, We're a team. We are a team. Yeah. And today we've got Sebastian Harris from Global Seducer back with us. He was on with us a few months ago and had 
amazing things to say about one-itis. And today we're going to talk about getting out of the friend zone, but you guys should check out Sebastian's podcast called Global Seducer Quickie Podcast, which I hear a lot of people, you know, they get what they need in those few minutes, just like they would in the bedroom. So yeah, exactly. So hey, Marnie and Sebastian. Welcome, Sebastian. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me back. (laughs) Welcome back. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that you are so wonderful at really just telling us what to do. (laughs) So I would love you to tell us what to do. Tell me the how-to of how to get out of the friend zone. How how do people get out of the friend zone? Actually, you know, let's take a step back. What is the friend zone? Because... There have been a lot of people writing to me recently where they're like, okay, this girl has offered up friendship or this girl has put me into the friend zone. But I want to hear what your definition is of the actual friend zone. Like, what does that mean? And then I'd like for us to give you the female perspective on the friend zone. Okay, awesome. I mean, first, I'm really happy to be back. And that already means that that you didn't put me in the friend zone. (laughs) So you want me back. When it comes to the friend zone, it's... Yeah, it's actually weird that it's called friend zone because I truly believe that it has nothing to do with friendship. And you might think that my definition of it is a little bit harsh, but to be honest, I think that it's more like servant zone or zone for guys that I will never sleep with, that I don't care about. Because oh, that's exactly I have, how I define it. Yeah, okay, there we go. Yeah, the friendless because, zone. Really. Exactly. It's basically, yeah, friendless zone. That's actually a good way of putting it because... Like I have female friends, but I mean real female friends who I trust, who I talk with, who I have a great connection with. And that's real friendship. But when a girl puts you in the friend zone, that's not real friendship. That's just a nice way of saying, I don't care about this guy. Well, I'm not attracted to this guy and do not care about this guy, but I completely agree with you. Well, also to further that point of that, it's not really the friend zone and to keep this sounding really harsh. If they really cared about you, they would feel bad about putting you in the friend zone, but they don't really care about your feelings necessarily. So to them, it's okay to throw you in the friend zone. Yes. I might be overthinking that a little, but... No, no, it's, it's somehow true. But I also, I would also say something else to that because there's always this saying that women put men in the friend zone. And I see it actually in the opposite way. As a guy, you put yourself in the friend zone through your behavior. You basically force a woman often to put you there. Oh, I completely agree with you. I totally agree with you. Well, so maybe you can tell a a recent story about you offering up the friend zone to a guy and maybe why you did that and and what it actually meant. Like, did it it mean that you wanted to like hang out with him afterwards and like braid your hair together and be friends? Mm. Or I'd love to hear your point of view. Well, first of all, his hair, his body hair was long enough that we could bring <laughs> yeah. um, body hair together, especially mine. I have long body hair, but I'm thinking of one guy specifically and I didn't like him, but I thought he was a really good, nice person. And so my technique with pushing him toward the friend zone was to not hurt his feelings, but I had no intention of ever like being buddies and chit-chatting and going to grab coffee it was more so like a online relationship because we met online. And so, cause he actually said, do you mind? Cause I, I said, I'm really not interested in dating because we went out a few times. I said, you know, I think you're a great person. I'm just not in the space to date. Blah, blah, blah. And he said, which is me being phony. Cause really I want to say like, I'm just not interested in you. Right. But his re- reaction was, I really like you and I would love to keep 
some communication going so we could like share funny memes from Instagram together and stuff like that. And I was like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Send him. But that was me just being polite. So it's an every now and then situation where he'll kind of send me a message online and we'll have like two or three exchanges in a minute or two. And then that's it until a month or two later, but it's never me reaching out. Right. So, so so that's the extent of your friendship. Like it's literally just him sending you stuff and you laughing. Yeah. If he ever happened to be like in this area where I live, which is really small, and he was like, hey, I'm in your area. Would you want to grab coffee? I might consider it, but I would definitely want to be clear that it's not like a flirtation thing. Right. But if it, if it was just a friendship thing, would you actually be interested in furthering that friendship to like form more of a connection? Totally. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. For most guys, is that true? Who you do offer up the, you know, like, let, let's just be friends. I think we'd be better off as friends. Do you really want to work on a friendship with them? Generally, no, but there are some guys that I've gone out with who either I've ended things with or they've ended things with me and we have maintained a friendship. It's because I like them enough as a person and was interested enough in them to want to continue because I felt like there was something that I'm getting out of the exchange or the friendship with this person, which is either laughs or connection And so like there are guys where they'll check in on me and be like, hey, you know, they're from LA and I'm back on the East Coast, but they'll be like, hey, just checking in, seeing how things are going. And I respond to them in a way of like, hey, miss you. How's it, you know, what are you doing? What's going on? And so there are those guys, but they're definitely not the majority. The majority of guys are like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll talk to you later. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And then... I have no plans to really. Okay. Well, Sebastian, have you ever become actual real friends with somebody after... I don't want to even say after they put you in the friend zone because we've just established that you're putting yourself in the friend zone. She's not putting you in the friend zone. She's just saying, I'm not interested. But have you ever, when somebody is not attracted to you or interested in you, doesn't feel chemistry in you, have you ever gone and said, great, let's be friends and actually created a friendship afterwards? Mm, no. <laughs> for the simple, re- simple reason, because also about the red flags that I saw in the story that you just shared. Like when the guys still like, hey, let's exchange memes, let's do this, let's stay in contact. What he really says right. is basically, yeah, hopefully one day I might be able to sleep with you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically right. the, the translation. Yeah. Those would be so However, really one day when you're really down and low. <laughs> I am I am friends with, with girls and there are only two situations when that works in my experience. The first one is when I had a sexual relationship with a girl, either a monogamous relationship or just basically some friends with benefits thing. And then afterwards she moves on or I move on and we're still connected in some sense. We still have this yeah, emotional connection and there's still genuine friendship that's possible. Then yes, like I'm still friends with these girls or... The other type of friends that I have with girls, and that sounds a little bit harsh, but these are the girls that I'm not sexually attracted to. And then, right. it, then it works. Well, that's who women are friends with, yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it, it doesn't sound harsh at all. That's why you're friends. If there is sexual chemistry, if you are attracted to that person, it's just torture, basically, for yourself. If you put yourself there and if you pretend, hey, yeah, I'm so happy with being friends. Oh, my God, that's amazing. And deep down, you think like, oh, oh God, I want to kill myself. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is what it is. But and, and like you're secretly waiting for something to shift. And so in your experience, how do you get things to shift? Does it ever shift on its own naturally? Take out the F of that word. Get things to shit because they're just generally going to go to shit. 
<laughs> How negative. Do I they? know. I'm sorry. No, it's it's my fault. It's not you. <laughs> no, it, it, it can actually work. Actually, recently, one of my Skype coaching clients, he had this problem that I was in the, that he was in the friend zone, and I helped him with a few steps to like the first thing that I that he has to do as a guy is to really take responsibility for it. Accept that you put yourself in the friend zone and stop blaming like, I don't know, bad boys, jerks, society and all that kind of stuff that, oh, everything is so bad. I mean, some guys have this idea that women are so mean for putting them in the friend zone. They are so evil. When in reality, they put themselves in the friend zone. It's not her fault. Sorry to cut you off, but it's actually really empowering to realize that you put yourself in the friend zone. Because you realize you're in control more so than, than someone else. It is, yeah. It's like this idea of, okay, I messed up, I can fix the mistake. But if you still stay in this victim mindset of like, oh my God, it's the society, it's the other man. Oh, women just want the bad boys and the assholes. Oh, then you're <laughs> always in this victim mentality and you can't get out of there. So the first step is to really, I would say, take responsibility. And the second step, or let's say the big picture is to trigger competition anxiety in her, to trigger this feeling of I, as a man, I'm valuable, I'm desired by other women, and that's why she will then be more attracted to you. Because often what happens when a girl puts a guy in the friend zone is that she considers him low value for whatever reason it might be. Most of the time because he's just too nice, he's too pleasing, he's not direct enough, he's not sexual enough. And in the big picture, I would say it's really important to demonstrate and to show that he's actually a high value man and that she's missing out on something. That's the main idea, I would say. Yeah. Well, tell us, how do you do that? Well, let's take a step back for one second. So how do you realize that something is off with you first? Like you just said, take responsibility. I guess you start to see a pattern, right? That people, you're not getting past that first date or people are continuously saying, let's get in the friend zone. So that's when you say, okay, so I'm taking responsibility for this. But then what, what are the options of to say what you're doing wrong? Like how, how do you actually know what is off if you think that you're doing everything right? Is it really just being honest with yourself about where you're falling flat? I mean, it's in this sense, really an honest self-analysis that you say, okay, I was on five dates, let's say five dates in the last two months. And each and every day ended with, you're such a nice guy, but then you can say, okay, something must be off. And one tip that I also give my coaching clients is in the beginning when that happens, instead of going like, okay, bye-bye, or instead of blaming her, ask her. I mean, women can be your greatest ally when it comes to your personal development. Yeah, A lot of women, when you honestly ask them, look, I respect that you don't see me as a sexual partner. That's okay. I accept that. I respect your decision, but I want to grow. I want to improve. Could you please tell me what I could do differently the next time? This can be enough to get amazing feedback. And it can actually change her opinion about you because suddenly she's like, whoa, this man is on a path. Like this man has gold in his life. Like, whoa, exactly. Potential. Yeah. So yeah, it's basically good in two ways. Yeah, he's got potential. And another thing that you can do to, let's say mentally, to really, not just mentally, also practically, but you should throw her off the pedestal that you built for her. Because a lot of guys, when they get stuck in the friend zone, they are so focused on the one, this girl, oh my God, she's a goddess. And as a guy, you have to realize that 
yes, she might be an amazing person and she might be an amazing woman, but there are so many other women out there. There are millions and millions of women out there. And once you really realize that, and once you can also communicate it to her, not directly necessarily, but with your body language, with the way you look at her, with the way you respond to her, by being not so needy anymore, but by being confident and by being, yeah, you could say basically indifferent to the way she reacts to you. This already communicates that you're not the type of guy who is usually put in the friend zone by other women. So I want to jump in real quick because there's a guy that I met somewhat recently and I definitely put him in the friend zone and that's a story which I won't get into, but he does text me every now and then. And it's kind of one of those scenarios where like, well, let's keep in touch anyway, which you know means he just really still wants to date. But he did a few things that kind of earned my respect and made me feel a little bit more slightly attracted to him because I wasn't attracted at all originally. And then, well, I, <laughs> I don't know if I actually <laughs> talked about this before. Oh, I love it. Let's hear him. I actually posted or sent out like a thing or yeah, did something on my website for explaining the scenario. Basically, the guy we met online was horrific at communication. He was all over the place. He was trying to use jokes that were terrible. And he was sending me things that I was interested in just because or not interested in. He was sending everything that he thought I would like because I'm in comedy. And it was just this like... Oh, you did talk about him. You did talk about him. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So we have continued to somewhat exchange messages every now and then. But what I do is it's a subtle way of communicating, but I think a lot of women do this. I don't respond right away. So if he texts me on Wednesday, I'll maybe write back on Friday. And that's me saying to him, I don't really want to be having a texting exchange with you, especially maybe I'm busy. You know, I don't feel like sitting down and all of a sudden getting into an hour of back and forth. Yeah, you're not a top priority and you're not somebody that I want to engage with quickly. Right. So I will write back after a few days. And then the minute I write back, he responds. Oh, big mistake. (laughs) It's like, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's like he's sitting on his phone, literally waiting for me to write to him. And then he's there to write back instantly. And he said, because I kind of tried to advise him right at the beginning not to do that. Oh, no. You're starting to fall into my category. I know. I know. I I did the same thing. Awful. So he at first kind of listened. And then he, and that's when I was getting slightly attracted to him because it was like he wasn't putting me on the pedestal. He seemed more like a man who was in demand and had other things to do. And then he all of a sudden just started doing this immediate response thing. And it's, I just want to tell guys to not do that. If, if she waits two days to write back, you don't have to wait a full two days, but wait 12 hours or wait a day or wait six hours. Just do not respond the second that she writes to you because she's literally going to go, oh, because he knows now you're at your phone. And so it's like the pressure to respond is there. And then you're kind of thrown into the scenario of just being annoyed with this person. So the chance to connect is slimmer. Right. So and then you don't. Don't do that. Right. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Well, what were the, some of the things that he did? That's a very good point. What were some of the things that he did do that you said got you to like trigger your primal brain and got you to kind of pay attention? Well, we first were on this annoying texting schedule where I just didn't, he wasn't saying anything I was liking. He was writing back right away. And basically I said, 
listen, (laughs) I would never normally do this, but I actually work with men on how to banter successfully with women. And you are killing it and not in a good way. Like you are literally killing this. (laughs) And the corpse of this exchange (laughs) is beaten and bloody and dead and rotting away. So I'm going to, if you're open to it, I don't want to be an asshole, but if you are open to it, I want to give you some pointers. And so he was super cool about it. And I thought that was awesome. He didn't get defensive. He didn't tell me to F off. He was open and willing to learn. And so that's what I started finding attractive was that he seemed like a man who could handle it. And he just basically was like, but I, I, the reason I do this is because I don't like playing games. And I said, I get that. But when someone doesn't like you as much as you like them, you kind of have to play a little bit of a game because I'm not sold. So if we were both sold, there's no games needed well, to be played. Yeah, it's a, the, the truth is, is that there, well, there is a game that he's playing. He's playing a, a one-sided game that is not right. working. So he's just playing a game incorrectly. Right. He's still participating in something that's not just naturally and flowing. And he's trying to like game you into responding you and forcing you. Exactly. So there, there is, so I'm like not saying this as eloquently as I want, but yeah, but it's like people write to me and say like, you know, I don't like playing games. I'm like you, you are by being a super nice guy and pretending to be somebody else. You're playing the game of this is not right, me, right. but <laughs> let's right. try to be somebody else to see if that can right. attract you in some way. Sebastian, I want to go back to you. I love what you just said, Christian. So Sebastian, I want to go back to you and hear about now the steps. Like, how do you talk? I love that you said body language and things like that, ways of positioning yourself so that you can appear higher value, like other women want you. You're not a guy that pounces. What are things that you can say when you're with a woman that can position you in a way to say, I've got other options without saying like, I've got this date next Tuesday. I've got this date. (laughs) How do you do it? If it's not really you just yet. Yeah. The different ways of doing that. One thing that I like to do is, and that's just something that I do personally. For example, I love to go to dancing classes. And when I'm on a date with a girl or when I'm together with a girl and I tell her like, hey, I'm doing this thing, I'm doing dancing classes, then she knows, okay, I'm surrounded by other women. Or if I say I love to travel, then she knows I have an interesting lifestyle. Or what I really, what I often do on dates or what I actually do always on dates because I'm a little bit extreme when it comes to texting. I absolutely hate it. And in my book, Rise of the Phoenix, I actually also tell guys to call women to set up dates for a specific reason. And when it comes to to the first date, when I'm on a date with a girl, I usually tell her straight away that my biggest problem that I have in dating, which is true, is that most women can't deal with how focused I am on my business and that they always complain I don't have enough time. And this already tells her, whoa, wait a minute. This won't be the kind of guy who will text me all day, who will ask me 10 times, hey, do I, do, do you have time? Do you have time? Can we meet? Can we meet? Are you free now? Are you free now? This won't happen with me. Instead, I turn the tables a little bit and I say, I only have time to text once a day and I might be only able to meet once a week or something. And then she already knows, okay, this guy is different. Communicating that you're busy, that you're in demand, that you have an interesting life is the number one priority. I love that. And really what you were saying on the front end, when you're talking about the things that you enjoy in your life, you're talking about your passions, that you have interest, that the interest would not just be focused on her, which again, spells exactly what you just said, that you are a multifaceted, diverse, interesting human being who may not need her 
in his life to be amazing, but would want her potentially. So I think it's a great way to position yourself like so easy, such an easy thing for you to do if it's a true thing in your life. And the the truth is, is that anybody can position their lives this way because they are busy. They have things going on in their lives. And if they don't have enough things or they don't have some passions, they've got to get a couple so that that confidence can come naturally. And then you can express that you are exactly the way that Sebastian just said. I'm getting tongue-tied when I'm trying to explain this. But basically, I'm saying that everything you're saying is absolutely wonderful and on point. So I agree with it. So let's take a quick little break and we're going to come back and Sebastian's going to tell us how to get out of the friend zone if you're already in it. So we'll be back in a minute. Hey you, this is Marnie and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also give us five stars just because. All right, we are back. Sebastian, how do we do it? How do we get out of the friend zone? Tell me the steps. Shall we continue with the last step where we where we just left off? Yes. So the last one that we discussed was basically to communicate that you're busy, like to communicate it by talking about your lifestyle, by talking about the things that you've going on, and also, in a sense, talking about the fact that you're not always available. And this is something that actually leads me directly to the next point that I want to talk about is this problem that a lot of guys have, that they are always available for everything. Whenever she wants something, and that often happens in the friend zone, when a girl puts a guy in the friend zone and she actually wants him to be her Uber driver, or she wants him to be her therapist, or she wants him to do this for her, like, oh my God, my laptop is broken, something like that. Then the guy's always like, yes, I'm coming. I'm there for you. Oh, I will help you. And he's always available. And this goes back to this idea of being busy. Like just because she says jump doesn't mean that you have to jump. You have your own life. And you can decide when you want to do something or when you don't want to do something. And in this situation, it's like also a mindset game that you switch as a guy from being her follower to actually leading your own life. I love it. I absolutely love it. Okay, wonderful. Keep going. When it comes to the to the leadership thing, then, when you are leading your own life in the direction that you want, and when you also, let's say you're on the verge of getting into the friend zone, And instead of asking, are you free on Saturday? Can we meet on Saturday? Do you want to see this movie? Do you want to go there? Asking these questions is always needy. It's a way of being a follower. Instead, you tell her, I'm quite busy this week, but I could make time on Saturday. Let's meet Saturday, 5 p.m. at this time. And this shows leadership qualities. And I would love to hear your opinion on that, but I think for women, it's way more attractive when a guy says, Let's meet there. Let's do this. Then if a guy goes like, would you mind if we go there? Is it okay if we see that movie? Yeah, I completely agree. So I actually saw recently online, like this little meme or joke, not meme. It was a tweet. Did that guy send you the meme? (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, no, no. But it would be too spot on. He'd be too embarrassed to send it. It's because it was basically this guy taking that technique that people recommend about saying, let's meet here at 5 p.m. done. And he was using it. Obviously, he did it in a joke way. Like he was doing this somewhat intentionally to get this reaction so he could post it online. But he sent to girls, you know, he was college-aged and he sent to girls that he maybe had like met at a party or something that he didn't really have a rapport going with. He just sent them a text, hey, you're having dinner with me on Friday at 7 p.m. at this restaurant. See you then. 
And the girls wrote back like, huh? Question marks. And they're like, what are you talking about? Because it was too out of left field. So that technique I think is really, really good, but you have to be in the right back and forth with the person. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, you need to establish a connection before you can do that. You can't just get a girl's number and go like, hey, let's meet at this time, at this place, of course. (laughs) But what I always tell my coaching clients is that instead of wasting so much time with texting, because I personally think that texting is a lot of time wasting, I usually get girls on video calls on WhatsApp because it creates a way more intimate atmosphere. It allows you to connect way better. It allows you to use your voice. It allows you to use your gestures, your facial expression. And it's just way more effective and way more time efficient. It's a German efficiency again than texting. I've heard a lot of people say that. I think that like a lot of people recently have do like FaceTime or go on WhatsApp so they they can see each other face to face. I think it's good. Kristen would hate it, but I think it's, I think it's a good, good thing to do. Yeah, no, it's, I'm trying to refrain from saying that. You can you can state your honest opinion. Go for it. <laughs> well, I am incredibly uncomfortable on on WhatsApp or not WhatsApp on FaceTime or Skype, maybe WhatsApp, depending on how the camera looked. But I don't feel like it's a flattering thing for me, and so I don't think it's putting out my best self for that person. So if they wanted to not text me and just FaceTime, I would immediately go into a shell and I would back away and I would not want to do it. I would be more open to the phone. But for me, I think there's girls that would be open to it and then there's girls that wouldn't be. So I think you always have to gauge your audience. It's interesting when you say that you that you wouldn't feel comfortable with it, but in person you would then meet him anyway and sit face to face. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Because there are some girls who'll be like, hell no, I don't want to do that. But that may be also, if you really want to do a FaceTime with a woman, then maybe that does show a mismatch in personality. I don't know. I, I, don't, I wouldn't know right, psychological right. studies on that, but I can understand how it could still be sort of like, ah, that's too much for me. For some women, for sure. Yeah. And I do. I, I think it's an indicator. Yeah. For me, I would say eh, it's too much for me, but I probably would do it because I'd be like, oh my God, they're looking at my face and I'd be so self-conscious, but I think I'd eventually do it, but I, I think I'd be having an uncomfortable time and I wouldn't really be my best self. And then I might kick myself afterwards for it. What about for guys who like, let's say they weren't able to do all these leadership things on the front end, establishing themselves as somebody who's of high value. Let's say that you've gotten into this place with this girl who you work with, you're a year deep into this friendship, as I put air quotes over it, and she's just like not buying it from you. She has no interest in furthering along this friendship into anything more. How do you switch things around in that case? And is it possible? Yeah, well, I feel like the friend zone is almost as uh, undiscovered as like the deepest parts of the ocean. Like we're always going to be learning about the friend yeah. zone. Well, I think, I think we can take some of the Sebastian's tips that he was using in the beginning part of the show. And really, if you are deep into the friend zone, the way to change up your interactions with this woman and the way that she sees you is literally to change up how you interact with her. So if you notice that you text with each other and you respond back in 30 minutes or less, change it up so that you respond back in four hours. If you text her three times a week, switch it up to text one time a week. If you have not been talking about the passions that you have in life, start introducing passions into your life and talking about those things and don't be so available to talk to her. So like, I think that you you can do a lot of these things on the back end if you didn't set it up properly on the front end for yourself. Well, I also think that guys gutturally think what 
they should do is show how much they have in common when I think that's the worst thing that they can do because it's transparent. It's like they can tell why you're suddenly into a certain TV show because she was into that TV show. So if anything, go opposite. Show what you're into and what you could open her up to rather than just pleasing her and showing exactly what she likes. Yeah. If you're already deep into the friend zone, how do you get out of it? Like if you've been in love with this girl for so long, you've watched her go through boyfriend after boyfriend, like, and you've just still been sitting around waiting for her, how and is it possible to switch things up and get out of the friend zone? Stop being so damn friendly. I would say there are two ways. I mean, of course, the the main idea is like, like you just said, stop being so damn friendly. And what I always say is stop being her girlfriend. There's a big difference in acting like a boyfriend and acting like her girlfriend, like one of the girls. Like if you go shopping with her, if you hold her hand back while she's shopping, if you talk with her about the other guys she's dating, if you drive her... I mean, I had one coaching client once who drove the girl actually to the house of another guy. And I mean, you can't get deeper in the friend zone. Oh, yeah, totally. Like stop doing these things completely. If she says, yeah, I want to talk about this guy with you. No talk about it with your girlfriend. I want to go shopping with you. No. Actually, let me interrupt you. How do you do it without being like a jerk? Like instead of just saying like, no, I'm not like, you know, like a two-year-old being like, no, I want, I want to be inside you. I I don't want to talk about this. Like, how do you, how do you gracefully do it? And just like in a fun way that can, can still sort of attract her. I mean, I would still do it in a, in a direct way. Of course, not like, no, I won't do that anymore. Me, I wouldn't do it like that. But I would do it in the sense of, I'm actually busy right now. Like, I don't have time for you right now. I can't do this right now. Or even better, today in the afternoon, no, I'm meeting this girl. I don't have time. That's an even better way of doing it. So that you let her know I'm too busy and I will no longer put up with this shit. And I actually have other women in my life. Right. But without expressing the I don't want to put up with this shit. Because like that just turns into pettiness. Because I've heard guys who lash out at a woman because they don't feel the same way and they get really upset. And they do. They start to pout and kind of act like children when... Yeah, that's a terrible way of doing it. Like this typical thing like... That's not her issue that she doesn't feel exactly, the same way about you. It's that's, not that's like absolutely terrible and needy. And you should never do that if you're in the situation as a guy and you go like, oh, I've been waiting for this moment for two years and you never gave me a chance. That's not what I mean. But just like in a... You know I like <laughs> exactly. you. Yeah. <laughs> just in a confident way to say, no, I don't have time today. Or I'm meeting this other girl today. And if you say it just like I said it right now in a calm way, without getting emotional, without acting like you just said, like a little child who doesn't get the candy. If you don't do it like that, but if you do it in a confident way, yeah, just like you would, in this sense, just like you would say it to any other random person if you don't have time. Like, no, I don't have time. I have something else to do. If you do that, and especially if before you were always acting needy, this can make all the difference. And there's also a second way of doing it that works very, very well in my experience. And it's a little bit of, yeah, it uses reverse psychology. You put her in the friend zone. Because in my experience, women can't stand this. Even if they want you to be the friend, if they put you in the friend zone, but if you tell her how much you appreciate her as a friend, she will think, huh, what, why? I think this guy likes me. Because most women, and I think you agree with me on this, most women know exactly when a guy wants more than friendship. 
So if you're saying, I really appreciate this friendship, it's so nice to have a girl I can just talk to, you're saying that could trigger something for her? In my experience, it does. If you do it in a confident way, and if you combine it with the aspects that I talked about before, like if you communicate that you have an interesting life, if you can communicate that you can meet other women, if you can say something like, hey, I don't have time for you right now because I'm meeting this other girl, and then you tell her that you appreciate her friendship, And at the same time, what works really, really well, again, in my personal experience and also from the coaching clients who I gave this advice, is that once you tell her that you appreciate her friendship, that's basically the first shock moment because she then thinks like, what, am I undesirable? Why does he appreciate the friendship? I think he wants more. And then you do the girl talk with her. Then you ask her for advice on this girl that you met. You basically do the same thing that she did with you. You turn the tables a little bit and this works extremely well. Yeah. And then ask her to drive you to the airport and do all the things that she's been asking you to do. I love it. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. Right. But how do you then know when is the right time to like, that it's done, like that you've, you have triggered her, you have gotten her to see you a different way. How, How do you know when that phase is complete and what do you do about it? The best way to know this is really, you could say it's a process. You will see how her behavior around you changes. Like all these things that she didn't do before. Like if she suddenly looks at you differently, if she blushes when she's in your presence, if she makes an effort to meet you, if she makes an effort to basically hang out with you, all these things that a girl who put you in the friend zone will never do. Suddenly she does these things. And I don't claim that it works 100% of the time. Not at all. I mean, sometimes if a girl is simply not interested, then, and she's, and you're just not her type, or she's just for whatever reason not interested, no matter what you do, that happens, of course. I would never lie and say, like, hey, this method works 100% of the time, guaranteed. But it works often because it's like all these things play together. And if you can then observe how her behavior changes around you, And then I would actually, yeah, once she puts in the effort to meet you, you have to continue to be more sexual and see how she responds. Like continue to get close to her, continue to talk about more sexual things. Well, so I was going to interrupt you. So a long time ago, I remember this interview so vividly. It was when I was working at Ground Zero so long ago in advertising and I was running my business and I created the program, What's Inside a Woman's Mind. And one of my interviews was with Christina. I think it's in section two of What's Inside a Woman's Mind. And it's about how her husband got out of the friend zone. And that was one of the first things that she made note of once he started to alter his behavior. He would like come by and stop at her house and then be like, okay, I got to go out. I'm going out on a date or like I'm going out to do X, Y, and Z. He would just, he would pop by her house. They had a great friendship established. He had liked her in the beginning. And then he started shifting his behavior and became less available and seeing other girls and talking to her about other girls and popping by for short visits and then going out on dates or going out to do other things that were fun. And then she remembered for herself, the thing for her that signaled to her that she liked him was she started dressing up when he came over. She started putting her makeup on. She started not being in sweatpants anymore. She started positioning herself differently, the way that she carried her, her, her tone of voice started changing. Like she talked about all these things because she, she could remember it specifically that what you just said is very true. When you do start to see her behavior shifting, that's when you know that something is working and that you've flipped that switch. And now 
there's at least curiosity in place. And she's trying to impress you and get your attention in some way. So what do you do when you see that? Do you then profess your feelings for her? Do you ask her out on a date? Do you slyly make a first move? What do you do? I would say you slightly make a first move. You basically handle the um, times you hang out as if it was a date, at least in your mind. And then when the time is right, when you can really see that she's attracted to you, then you make a move by getting closer, see again how she reacts. Does she pull back or does she lean in? And then at some point, if it feels right, you go for the kiss. The one thing that I wouldn't do, that I would never, ever, ever do, is to go then, hey, oh, actually, I wanted to tell you this a long time ago. I have feelings for you. And then you actually put yourself again back in this needy friend zone. Like you did all the amazing work, you climbed the mountain, and then you basically jump off the mountain. That's the worst thing you can do. Why is it so horrible? Like it's, I think I'm fucked up half the time. Like I know that for me, I'd be like, uh, and now I'm not into you. Like, why is that so bad that suddenly if I was putting on makeup, I was suddenly flirting with my guy friend who I really get along with, who I was not attracted to before. And suddenly I was seeing him in a different way. And then he said to me, oh, I really like you. Why would that turn me off? I know there's a biological reason for it. I don't know really what it is, but I know that that happens to me. Why do both of you think that that happens? It's, it seems unfair for men, especially because they're like, oh, I've done every step right. And then I fuck up on one step and now I've ruined everything. So why is it like that? I mean, I wouldn't say that it's biological. I mean, of course, biologically speaking, women always want men who have choices. Like women are attracted to men who can sleep with other women. But when it comes to this, I would say it's more kind of a, you could call it memory effect. It's more that she has this old memory still in her mind, like how he was back then, where he did exactly that, or where she thought any minute he could go like, oh my God, I love you so much. And if you then change your behavior and her opinion about you and her perception of you changes, and if you then go back to this needy self, because then you transform into a needy way again. And of course, there's also a difference. If you just basically give her a kiss and say, I like you, that's different than going, hey, actually, like all this time, I wanted to tell you that I'm really into you and I never really had the courage and blah, 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 to basically do what they do in Hollywood movies, where it works, but in real life, it doesn't work. I really believe that it's some kind of memory effect that she goes down memory lane and thinks, oh, shit, he's still the same guy. I'd have to agree. I think so. I think it's, yeah, it's like a, the pathways in your brain have already been carved out in that way. So if they start getting filled in again, I think that you revert back to that feeling or that image of him. I also think it's hard because you want to say to guys, you want to show vulnerability, but when she hasn't totally fallen for you yet, too much vulnerability is a turnoff. Some vulnerability is attractive, but that like bleeding heart of like, I I liked you for so long and da, da, da. There's something very needy and unattractive about it. Unless the girl's super into you, then, you know. Right. Well, that, that's exactly what you're saying. There's an imbalance there, right? She's just seeing you in this way. And you're like, I'm in love with you. And you're like, oh gosh, too much, too soon, too needy, too pouncy, not what I'm into. So yeah, I, I completely get that. Especially, I'm totally going to steal that from you. I, I love that. And imbalance. I think that that is a, a wonderful way of explaining what's going on for these women. I'm going to wrap up the show now, but I think that Sebastian has perfectly explained everything. And I, I think that this episode gives great tools for guys on understanding this friend zone and 
helping them realize that they're in complete control of the friend zone and they can get out of it at any moment. It just requires a little bit of work, right? A little bit of time, a little bit of work, a little bit of patience. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, patience, yeah, it can, it can take a while. But if you really follow these steps and if you become what I actually call unfriendzonable, might not be perfect English, but I as a German, I can say it. It's if you become unfriendzonable, if you work on yourself and if you, if you follow the advice that I shared here, and if you actually at the same time also you have this mindset of, hey, there's an abundance of women out there and you change your behavior and you can then observe how she reacts differently to you, then it's definitely possible. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm going to play this podcast for my son in 10 years. I think it, <laughs> it, will, it will absolutely son, help you him. Will I think it's fantastic. Never, ever, ever. Yes. It's so funny. Everyone always says, oh, you're, you know, your sons are so lucky because they probably get great instruction from you. I'm like, oh my God, my sons are going to hate me and like be asexual for sure. Because like, <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, jump. Talk. No, mom, right. Exactly. I'm going to give them my book when they're like reading <laughs> and to bring that to school as their chapter book. It's, it's crazy. Anyway, you guys it's their are. bedtime story. Right, exactly. I'll be like, chapter one, the friend zone. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a boy in the friend zone. Right, exactly. Got it's going to be horrible. I feel horrible for these children. Anyway, Sebastian, thank you so much for, for coming back on. Do you want to tell people how they can find out more about you and listen to your podcast, which was I in your podcast or was I in your members area? I totally forget. Uh, membership area. <laughs> membership area. So fine, buy one of Sebastian's programs and then you can listen to my interview with him. Okay, awesome. The best way to find out more about me is to go to iTunes or Spotify or any other platform where you can listen to podcasts and search for the Global Seducer Quickie podcast. I used Quickie, the name for a reason, because I publish daily episodes, every day a quick podcast, about 10, 11, 12 minutes, where I give you the daily dose of pickup, dating, and seduction advice. So if you want to check that out, it's the Global Seducer Quickie podcast. All right. And when are we going to be on your Quickie podcast? When are we going to have a Quickie? Let's see. We can definitely do that. Okay. I would love that. And Kristen, why don't you tell people how they can work with you? If a guy ever responds or a woman responds to you with that answer, when you ask her for a date, she doesn't want you to go on a date with her just for the record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. Sometime. <laughs> so you can hit me up at kristenandchill.com. That's where all my banter help is and all my, all my profile makeover stuff. So yeah, just kristenandchill.com. Awesome. And you can go to winggirlmethod.com or go to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Marnie Kinris, where you can also watch, listen, whatever you want to the Ask Women podcast. I post every Friday, roughly around 1230 Pacific time, sometimes earlier, sometimes later, but that's where you can view it on YouTube. And then I also post by 5 p.m. Pacific on Thursdays, so the day before, and that is on any platform that you could find podcasts on. So go listen to us there and make sure to subscribe. You don't want to individually download every single episode. You're wasting time when you could be working on your passions or your confidence or dating other women. You guys are awesome as always. Thank you so much for supporting us. I, we're like almost at 350 episodes, which is just absolutely insane. And we wouldn't continue doing this if we didn't have you guys. So thank you. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. 